The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. The Boogie Monster Podcasting the Unknown I uh it's been a couple weeks. Sorry for the lack of episode, listeners. But it's been a hectic one, man. Dude, you're uh, you're relocating to a different state. Uh, that uh, that takes some uh, that that eats up your schedule. No worries, buddy. Well, I I was also in the state for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I think my my level a little hot. I was I, I was up here all summer, but yeah, we were back in L.A. packing everything up. It's moving's a drag. Yeah, it sucks. Moving, like packing stuff up, I'm like sentimental about each item, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I, I could, you know, like, forgetting of the times that we're in right now, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna bring all these clothes, like for what? Where am I going? All summer, I wore the same pair of pants. I don't need anything else. I got all these pants. I'm gonna wear three pairs of these before the next time we move. I did the math. I have not worn a pair of proper pants that weren't. Uh camo cargo shorts since uh <laughs> since february i have not put on pants since february oh you you've been rocking the survivals look before the lockdown oh yeah yeah that's just my go-to anyway uh just because it, it the camo does the same thing that the black does well it's a similar thing i wear the black shirts because they're slimming and then I, I sometimes I wear the camo shorts to hope that maybe you can't see me at all. So, so you just look like a fat guy standing in a bush. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's that giant dude doing hiding in the shrubs? <laughs> hey, why well, look like a whole creep when you look like half a creep hiding in, uh, <laughs> hiding in somebody's garden? It's just a belly floating down the sidewalk. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, like, I mean, Rachel brought, like, we got all her silly outfits for Magic Castle. She's got all these, like, weird sequin gowns and everything, and they're all in the closet. We're both like, I guess we just got to pick a night to go out to some outdoor dining and just dress. Like, for some reason, our gala got canceled, and that's why we wound up at <laughs> Applebee's. Oh, the tux minus the tie. You know, you're cutting loose a little bit after the wedding. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll just throw them on and hang around the house. I don't know. Maybe we'll throw a birthday party for Helen. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, my God. Old Dirt Nap was hanging in there for us. I got back. So we left. I I drove the U-Haul the whole way mm-hmm. uh, and got back. And I was like, you know, so we had we hired a cat sitter for the stray cat for Dirt Nap. Oh, that's some, nice. Somebody come by. It was Ra- Rachel's, Rachel's doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to come by and, like, leave her some food out, you know, so she wasn't just just a stray cat, but she started to rely on us, so I'm going to let her down. And I was out back, and she didn't remember who I was. I was a little hurt, I'll be honest. But then I was on the then I was on the phone talking to Rachel, and I guess it was my voice that set it off, because she came running around the corner of the house like, oh, it's you! My eyes are not so good. But the hearing's good. She's not Helen Keller. No more. She can hear. She knows. I saw the uh, Instagram story with the raccoons. Man, what's going on with that? Y'all got oh. uh, invaded. Okay, so I'm sitting out there just being back, having drinks. <laughs> right, just 
Right there. I don't know if they've been coming every night because they're like the cat sitter's been leaving hard food out in the evening. Mm-hmm. But I ruined their party. Because <laughs> that one comes by to start eating. I'm like, get the fuck the audacity. Mm-hmm. Like you're vermin. I, I like raccoons. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Raccoons are fun. But my loyalty is to Helen. Yeah. I got her. I got her back. I'm sorry for <laughs> raccoons. But I got Helen's back, and she's an old bird, too, man. She, I, she wasn't up for fighting them. Is she literally blind, or you just say that for fun? Uh, you know, I don't. You know, for Sometimes fun. Sometimes she'll surprise me with something she sees across the yard, and uh-huh. all of a sudden she's going for it. Well, I, I guess they don't see up. We've been watching, like, weird, you know, in the in the deep, in the annals of, like, an Amazon or a Hulu, you'll f- just find some odd cat documentary. Yeah. That's only that's only been watched by widowed ants for the last five years. So we we, we watch one of those, and I guess yeah, like at night their vision's better or something. They don't they don't see up close very well, which that's proven because I'll hold treats down right in front of her. And she doesn't know what she's looking at. Aww. but uh, she'll see stuff off in the distance. She'll see we got this other cat boots that comes around. I've been hitting that one with the hose because it's coming into this yard, starting shit. Hey, you want to fight in the front yard? That's neutral territory. Mm-hmm. I can't help you, Helen. But if we got people coming to the backyard, that's that's our turf. I'll hose down your cat. I'll hose down somebody's uh, criminal feline coming in the yard. <clears throat> but yeah, all of a sudden I'm surrounded by these raccoons. They're young ones. They're all oh, they're adorable with their little, their stupid little hands. Uh huh. <laughs> real, ra- real, real rascally, real rascally hands. And always, uh, anytime I think about raccoons, I can't help but think about uh, the great outdoors. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had just watched that the oh, other week God. too. So it was, uh, you know, I, I only heard the song and them being excited about lobster tails. <laughs> but I like how you look at them and then they pat around the ground like they were like they were like they dropped something. Like, oh no, I'm not. I'm not trying to eat your cat food. I was actually look. I had a pen in my pocket here. <laughs> like they really like they're just bad actors. Yeah. which is kind of fun. Yeah. But so I'm sure I'll see him again. I know people enjoyed the Instagram stories. Um, hopefully, you know, hopefully I get to provide more content. Yeah. Because that's what it's about. It it's is. It's content. Yeah. You got to. What's the point of being alive if you're not generating content? Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, I deactivated my Facebook, speaking of that, after watching that social dilemma. Oh, really? So, so I, de- I got like the like the fan page there, whatever the business page that will put information about shows up that's mm-hmm. handled by management my twitter's all handled by management now all i got left is instagram that's, that's the only thing <laughs> you're streamlining i like that feels good man so and then i had uh i had i had holland rays i'm just go, i'm going through my whole series okay. of events in the last yes. week i had holland rays i broke my veg edge how, for some holland rays how do you feel how oh. was it talk to me it was great it was it's the best, it's, man. That's the best sandwich I've ever had. And it was like two hours old. My sister got it, and we were still like in the middle of doing stuff. So I'm like, oh, don't come over yet. She got it delivered. They're delivering. Yeah. Through Postmates. And she got it, and then like it was in the oven. She kept it sitting in the oven to keep it warm. So even though it was a couple hours old, God, mm. I was gone. Before, I didn't even see it. Mm. I took it out of the wrapper. It disappeared in my mouth. I haven't had Helen Ray's in almost a year. It's uh, 
It's been a tough. I think maybe that maybe that move kept you alive. Maybe keeping you away. That's, you got a Gus's down that way at all? Oh, oh yeah, we got a Gus's, and uh, <laughs> they're on DoorDash. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, anything over twelve dollars, it's uh, the delivery fee is waived. So uh, yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm hanging tight with Gus's, but I do miss Howlin' Rays. Howlin' Rays, I believe, if I heard correctly, just opened uh, a second branch in uh, Pasadena. On the Diner, yeah. yeah. So that's exciting. So tell me about the uh, the journey up, the journey back up to Oregon. Uh, Was that like a two day trip in the U-Haul? Three days? What'd you do? I just, I just, I went for it, man. I whole shotted it. Went. um, I took a couple naps, so it was about. I think it's a fifteen hour drive, and so I probably did it about seventeen. I took a couple naps, dude. Way to go! I like, I like driving, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I didn't, I mean, we saw some of the smoke in Central California and Northern California was still, it wasn't as heavily blanketed, but man, I drove through uh, one of the town, one of the places I played at in Oregon outside Medford last year, I played in a town called Talent, Oregon. And like, but that was where I think that whole town got wiped out and I drove through some of that. And that was, uh, that was a bummer. Hmm. So let's not forget that in the midst of everything else happening, some people's whole towns got burnt to the ground. I think so, uh, I think being oof. out here in California and not having experienced it personally, because it happens every year, uh, me personally, I, I'm somewhat desensitized by that. But if you really stop and think, I mean, just imagine if your whole neighborhood or your whole town was just up in flames. Like, and I, I still don't think that gets enough media coverage, what with everything else going on, but, like, what a tragedy. Like, that's, I mean, it's just, it's just terrifying to think that you could just be sitting at home one day and then, oh, shit, my whole town is on fire. We got to go. Like, shout out to those well, folks that are dealing with that. When it's human error, you know, the idiots that had a gender reveal party, that's, yeah. I can't even. Who the fuck is putting a kid into this world right now? Yeah. Let alone using explosives to announce what gender it is mm-hmm. for now. Yeah, not really. Isn't that really up to the individual? As we've learned. Yeah. Um. But uh, but the lightning. I mean, I think these were the lightning strike ones up here too. Mm-hmm. We're just like, oh, a storm. Thank God. Rain. It's been so dry. Lightning? We never get that. Oh, my shit's gone. Mm. Like, that's how quick. I don't know. I uh, saw some of that, so that was rough. But, uh, yeah, hauled ass up to up here in Sasquatch country. What of if- which, I got to say, my, my buddy Kevin, he's camping out in Colorado. and He texted me last night. From where he was camping, he's like, it's weird. I'm, he's like, I'm in the middle of nowhere, but because it's a mountaintop, he has cell service. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just heard some noise I cannot identify. Mm. Sent him running. Really? Running back to his car. Yeah. So I was like, maybe it's, you know, the mountain lion screams that as we've uh, learned through our stuff, that's what people mistake as like a woman's scream or something. Mm-hmm. Or the mountain lion cries. I'm like, was it that? He's like, I don't know, but it's like I'm just sitting here in my truck with my bear mace and my knife. I'm like, all right, man, be careful. Damn, that's scary. <laughs> what part of Colorado was he in? 
He's in the San Juan Mountains. Okay. Mm. It's called the San Juan Howler or something might have been the thing. Damn. But anyway, we're we're back up here. I'm getting headquarters set up, Dave. No more uh, fly-by-night operations out of your boy. I got a desk. I got my own room. Look at you. Set up like a, like a real teenager. Just got video games. And <laughs> like so many, I, so many, so many bowls, so many bowls for smoking weed that I brought all of them. Like, oh, yeah? oh well, it, for, in my head, again, the packing thing is like, you can't throw that out. Like the free shitty $2 glass pipe you get when you buy weed for the first time. Mm-hmm. That's so close to your face. All you do is just burn your own eyeballs with the lighter. Yeah. I'm like, oh, can't throw that out. Like, why not? It's so close to your face Am that I it makes you cross-eyed. No. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. You're just light. You're just and you're just sucking the flame up through your nose. Yeah. The first time I ever uh, smoked weed, uh, my ex-girlfriend uh, turned me on to it, and she had the smallest little bowl. And I remember like hating it because I couldn't. It was so small and so close to my face that. I was cross-eyed trying to look at the actual bowl, trying to put the flame on the bowl. And then, you know, I didn't understand the carb thing, you know, putting your thumb over the hole. And mm-hmm. it, it was just more trouble than it's worth. And I literally, I remember like the first few months, I was like, this sucks. This is not even worth it. Like I have a headache because I'm cross-eyed trying to, <laughs> trying to get this flame on the bowl. <laughs> yeah, then you burn the middle of your mustache out, so it looks like you got you got a hair lip. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. I've caught my beard on fire before. It's uh, yeah, those tiny bowls, <laughs> those little one hitter yeah. bullshit things. No thanks. I, I eventually I graduated to more of a of a healthy healthy size bowl. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't I need those little ones. Old old slob the glass blower. I still got my nice uh, Sherlock pipe up here. I hadn't brought it down there with me, but. Yeah, I got that, man. We'll we'll be good. I'm just I'm looking forward to uh really vibing out in my room here. I'm about I'm about to live. Just, I'm about to live like an emancipated teen, Dave. That's that's my life up here. You got uh, Pink Floyd posters on the wall yet, or pot leaf posters? Po- posters aren't up yet, but they're gonna go. I got, this is gonna be the studio, Dave. Once I I keep threatening the video component mm-hmm. of the Boogie Monster podcast, but now that I have. You know, the, the learning annex, which was just an oven <laughs> back at the old place. Yeah. The, the garage was just sitting in there. It was like dry, dripping sweat everywhere. <laughs> I'm in an air-conditioned indoor room meant for actual habitation. Nice. We might get it up and running. That's exciting, but, um, buddy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having my own little, little space to work and uh, really, really get back into the. Th- I think I've accepted that uh, live shows are not. I, I did do one live show a couple weeks ago. It was okay. Oh yeah, where where at? Uh, rooftop of Grand Central Market. Oh okay, downtown. downtown. Yeah, but yeah, it was all right, man. If you're looking to do some, I'll talk to the guy. If you're, I don't know if you're itching to do shows. I mean, I'm not itching to. To get back into it under these new weird circumstances, I'm itching for things to get back to normal. But like you said, I don't. Who knows when that's ever going to be? It felt good to just talk as a like as a stand up mm-hmm. because I've only been writing bits. You know, like you write a joke and then you know, like, oh, I'm going to try this tonight mm-hmm. or tomorrow night and find out if I'm on the right track. Yeah. And it's just been six months of me not knowing if I've been on the right track. So as I was talking, like, ah, man, some of this stuff is just, 
This is just like bunker manifestos. <laughs> these, <laughs> these, I, I don't know if there's a punchline coming up, but I'm making some real statements up here. How uh, how so. weird was it? Uh, because you, as you know, like if you're a legit stand up, I mean the most under before all this hit. I mean the longest I ever went between shows was maybe two weeks. You know, and even that's like, oh, what am I doing? I got to get on stage. But like, how how did it feel? Yeah. To to get back to it after such a long absence. It was, you know, it was fun. There was like the nervous energy of like, oh, I got to fill every second of silence or else it's weird. Like, it kind of felt like early days, which was good. It's nice to know that there's always a little bit of fear or anxiety that comes with it, which because mm-hmm. that's what makes it fun to do mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not. Like, oh, here's nothing but brand new stuff. I could totally embarrass myself mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. That's a fear every time you do a set. Headlining set, maybe not so much. I know the material that I'm going to do, mm-hmm. more or less. I know what works. But, man, just all new stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was outdoors. Everybody's separated. But as outdoors is already are weird because the laughs escape, you know, upwards. Uh, and then they're all separated. But it was it felt good to do. So... Yeah, man, you should get get a set in there. Remind yourself what you do. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's I mean, that's an interesting point too. Of like, oh yeah, this is my occupation. This is this is where mm-hmm. hopefully my skill set, my talent lies. And to not be able to utilize that for such a long time, you know, it's a weird feeling. Like, oh, I, I'm not really, I don't really have any value right now because the only thing I'm good at, I haven't done in seven months. <laughs> It's. It was also nice to approach it like, oh, you know what? Like, because you could fall into habits when you do something every mm-hmm. night, and to like be out of that, and you know, sometimes it's good habits, but sometimes it's bad habits. So I was like, oh, maybe here's a chance to kind of retrain myself with some, you know. Oh, I'd always do a bit like this after a bit like this. Well, now I don't have any order left, mm-hmm. so I got to try and retrain myself to do this again it, it felt good and i'm looking to maybe do more maybe do some zoom stuff i don't know just get back to it i'm uh as we spoke before i'm a little hesitant to see what november what november brings mm-hmm. uh if people will be in the mood for comedy or if it's a full civil war oh boy i got my i got my box of bullets in the mail oh i saw that buddy i saw that have you uh <laughs> Have you have you taken it out for a spin yet? No, no, not yet. I got to get out to the range up here. Mm. So I'll get there soon enough. Um, speaking of uh, comedy, uh, the, uh, the the new thing where a lot of people are doing drive-in shows. I saw yeah. the funniest goddamn tweet the other day, and I can't, I can't remember who did it, or else I'd give them credit for it. And I'm paraphrasing here, but they were talking about um, they can't wait until they see somebody get kicked out of a drive-in show for the first time, and it's, <laughs> and, and it's just a tow truck pulling a car away that's bla- that's honking his horn and flashing its lights repeatedly. <laughs> uh, I wish what I man? Did that. I was just laughing. <laughs> But the image of like a tow truck hauling somebody away and they're just honking oh, like and raising hell. 
Oh, Jeez, get got? this guy a tank of unleaded over here, huh? How about it? <laughs> oh, here it is. Uh, Zach Zach Toscani has an audience member uh, has an audience Scotty. member been kicked out of a drive through show yet? I'm imagining a tow truck pulling the car away as it beeps and flashes its lights over and over. <laughs> that is such a funny image. Toscani's an underrated dude. That guy's real funny. Yeah. And it sucks because he's also like devastatingly handsome. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. You're, he's like a near pro. Ten, he's like a tennis instructor. He's like the guy who steals your girlfriend. Yeah. Like, in every 80s movie. Yeah, like a Nate Craig type. Yeah. Funny. Oh, handsome. yeah. These, Get out of here. These motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Confident, charming. Moms love them. <laughs> but then Zach is like, his whole set is like super self-deprecating. And you're like, why? Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good times, buddy. I'm glad well, you made it back up wh- there in one piece. That's uh, Thanks, man. We're here. Take a drive. Hey, you and the missus want to get out of get out of Southern California. Come up here. We'll go. Dude, I, I we'll might. We'll go squatching. I might do it. these woods. Going back to your commute, uh, 17-hour drive in and of itself is impressive in a nice, comfortable, smooth-riding automobile. Mm-hmm. But to drive a damn U-Haul that far, that quickly, dude, that's, that's quite a feat you did. I'm, I'm built for it, man. Well, I, oh, my, my blue-collar blood just mm-hmm. started, started pumping. Once it turned into, outside of my ankle being all jacked up, once it turns into, like, loading trucks and especially driving, though, I kept trying to explain to Rachel and my mom's like, well, what if you get tired? I'm like, if I get tired, I pull over and I take a nap mm-hmm. and then I drive some more, especially for a time frame like 15 hours, because mm-hmm. that's just a double. All that is, is a double. Mm-hmm. If it was 20 hours, 24 hours, I'd put a night, a night or two in mm-hmm. there. But this is like a double shift. And now I just listen to uh, <clears throat> I binged uh, a podcast called Swindled. Uh, just you know, the guys just real dry retelling of different uh, hustles and swindles that happened throughout history. So that's that's kind of interesting. And that, but when it's a when it's an activity where I physically have to bust my ass, but my mind can just be thinking whatever it wants to, I love it. I love it. You know, because it's like oh, I'm I'm coming up with bits. Or thinking silly thoughts, and it's not irresponsible because I'm still focusing on the road and I'm driving. But if you just say like people meditate, and every time I try to meditate, I'm like I'm wasting my goddamn day over here. <laughs> You're you know like meditate. What just sit there with your thumb up your ass thinking mm-hmm. about whatever you want? Okay, but if I got to drive fifteen out fifteen hours, that's meditation. Yeah, especially at night. I love driving at night because there's less. Less maniacs out there. Yeah. And it, you, it's just, it's a little bit spooky, so you can let your mind go into weird places. I think, I realize that's why truck drivers have all these stories, because they're getting nutty oh, in yeah. the middle of the night. Oh, absolutely. It's amazing what being a touring comedian, uh, how that builds that, that long-distance driving muscle. Um, like, mm-hmm. I remember before I was a comedian, you know, I'd take little trips here, you know, for whatever reason, be like, oh, it's a... That's four hours from from Nashville to Atlanta. I better I better get a cooler and pack a sack lunch. This is going to be a haul. <laughs> yeah. And now, like, seriously, like, not bragging, but, like, I mean, it's nothing for me to get in the car and drive 15, 16 hours. 
on tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember uh, years ago in Atlanta, there's a comic. I, I was doing a show in Chattanooga, which was an hour and a half from Atlanta. And I brought, I'm not going to say who he is. Uh, I don't want to embarrass him, but I brought this this guy to open. And at the time, he was working at Starbucks. And uh, he he... He told me he goes. Oh, I'm just so you know. I'm. I asked off work tomorrow because I I don't I can't work then ride in the car for an hour and a half then do a show. And I was like, it's, <laughs> it's it's a ninety minute drive. What you're you're clearing your schedule? He's like, no, I just I can't work at Starbucks and drive an hour and a half and do a show. And I was like, that's the lamest thing I've ever heard. I drive. Hey, we. We've never worked at Starbucks. We don't know what kind of pressure they're under. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I mean, seriously, I will like when I when I first started touring, when I would just say yes to every gig, like it was a good day if uh, I had to drive less than nine hours. Like, oh, it's only it's only seven hour drive tomorrow. That's no big deal. And uh, yeah, I mean, now that being said, I don't talking about 12, 15, 16 hours. I don't do that on the day of the show. But like, you know, on, no, on off no. days or whatever, or like m- for me, most of the time it's that last day of the tour. OK, the last the last show was in I, this happened a couple of years ago. Last shows in Oklahoma and then the tour is over and I'm 19 hours from L.A. And I'm just like, no, nope, I'm just going to knock that out in one one drive. I'm ready to go home. And uh, it's just it's not a big deal. I mean, it's it's taxing. I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but you just it's amazing how your body just gets used to it. Yeah, I'm not making it a regular habit, but usually like Den- Denver to L.A. is the one where it's like, oh, you kind of mm-hmm. you've been driving for yeah eight, eight or nine hours. But then you hit Vegas. And at that point, Vegas is like the last turn before you get home in L.A. Like, yeah, oh, I'm in Vegas. Right? I got this. Mm-hmm. I would rather drive five hours on the highway at night than an hour in rush hour traffic. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And like because like I said, I don't know. I don't have the discipline to sit and meditate and also not feel like I should be doing something else. Like, can I meditate and clean the bathroom at the same time? Like, I feel like that's a, like I know it's not a waste of time, but to me, it feels like a waste of time. Or I just fall asleep anytime I try to meditate. I just fall asleep. That's how I feel about yoga. But <clears throat> yoga, <laughs> yoga, will bust your ass. No, I know it's tough and I know it's good, but I, every time I've tried it, I'm just like, I don't know. It just feels like I'm wasting my time. I should be doing something else. Just. It's, if you get it, it'll work you over though. Those stretches are good. Yeah, I've got a, an ankle that right now that is telling me I should have been doing more yoga. Mm. But like a chance to like, hey man, here's 15 hours to just be by yourself, mm-hmm. unbothered by anything. You're also accomplishing a task that needs to get done. Mm-hmm. But listen to whatever you want. Think your weird thoughts in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great, man. Yeah. I thought I had. Oh shit! I wonder if I wrote it down. I had some. Revelation or theory about ghosts or I, some shit happened, but oh well. Do you, that's also the thing too. You can't really stop and make notes while you're driving. So, do you have any go-to techniques uh, when you're fading to keep you awake? If I'm fading, I pull over and take a nap, mm-hmm. even if it's just a twenty-minute power nap. Yeah, yeah. This was a U-Haul. It was like a fifteen-foot U-Haul, so I just stretch out in the front, lay down across the bench seat. I've done this thing. <laughs> Sounds so stupid, but it works. Uh, on top of chugging Red Bulls, if I if I just can't, if I just if I'm under the gun, I, I don't have time to stop and take a nap. Um, man, I slap myself in the face as hard as I can repeatedly, and it, it, that, I know that sounds insane, but it, it works. It, it wakes you up, snaps you out of it. 
just uh, like really, and like, and that goes. That's a whole another can of worms with my with my whole pain <laughs> fetish thing. But like the concept, yeah, this, of, I think this is a deeper, <laughs> this is a much deeper issue as we've realized. But the concept of like you know trying to punch or slap yourself, you know what I mean? Like like natural, mm. your natural instinct is to like pull back at the last second, not hit yourself as hard as you in- originally intended, but. Once you once you break past that barrier and just oh yeah it's a good time. Somebody just drives past your van and you just look like <laughs> Ed Norton in his boss's office in Fight Club. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that guy's just driving and punching himself in the face. Which actually, in parts of Northern California, that'd be the fifth guy they've seen to do that that day because that's a lot of meth up that way. A lot of meth. Oh man. Real, real loose scene up in Northern California. Oh yeah, I I like it though. I love that air Humboldt County and oh. well the woods and everything, but the towns. Yeah. Got some. Oh, Eureka! Oh my God! Like the last time I was in Eureka, I mean it was insane. It felt like I don't know. It felt like the opening scene to a Drifter movie. Like it was just just zombies. Just so many just vagrants. Just I love the the yeah. the pedestrians that are not walking with purpose. Just I'm just shuffling around. I don't know what's going to happen today. <clears throat> that, well, that's that's been my new gauge of like if somebody's really crazy or if they're just putting it on to be a homeless person that wants to be left alone uh-huh. is if they adhere to the pedestrian walk signs <laughs> yeah. at the intersection. Yeah. You ever seen somebody just <clears throat> full nutcase, raging, <laughs> filthy, screaming, but it's like, don't walk. And they're like, okay, I better stay here. Like, all right, man. <laughs> like, you kind of really showed your cards. <laughs> but you see the ones, I used to get mad, like, oh, look at this jerk. It's like, that's a truly mentally ill man. Mm-hmm. And somebody's just like walking into traffic. With hardly any clothes on, yeah. like, and man, LA leaving LA, LA did not make it tough mm-hmm. to leave. Yeah, I think we were talking about that last time. It was just so much craziness and <clears throat> creeps, and just like, and you know, it's charming sometimes. And now knowing, I'm like, I'm coming up to the suburbs for who knows how long, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to it. Well, LA has always I'm, amazed me in that. Within a two or three mile stretch, you're going to encounter the poorest people in America and then the richest people in America or some of. But like, I mean, think about the distance from like West Hollywood to Skid Row as the crow flies. That's like three miles or, you know, downtown to Beverly Hills, four or five miles. We on just Gower on a street our yeah. apartment was on. Oh, Take yeah. Gower from the underpass. Go from a tent city all the way up to the Hollywood mansions. Hills. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I've never been anywhere where it changes that quickly. I mean, I'm sure even in like New York, you know, you're in a high rise, so you're separated from it, but. Which I mean, that talking about you know more boogie mounts related stuff like anybody experimented on or MK ultra or something. I just drop them off by the other homeless people. Mm-hmm. So you hear like, Oh, everybody's schizophrenic. Well, maybe one of them isn't. Maybe one of them was like, Oh man, they injected me with stuff, man. I don't remember my name anymore, but I got memories. Like, man, that guy might be telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't believe it. It's like the process of disinformation. Everybody else is crazy. Why are we going to believe this particular crazy person? Mm. 
Oh boy. Well, I'm I'm, I'm sure you're glad to get that uh, under your belt there. Get that out of the way. Moving's always stressful, and having two different uh, locations there, like you had for a few months, that's got to be stressful. But uh, yeah, be, being up here on a, on a, a a skeleton crew type of uh, you know limited stuff was kind of nice to be stripped down of like not having a lot of things and realizing you don't need a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But then like, well, but I still got my other apartment and then. It's nice to just yeah, trying trying to settle. Did you uh, get rid of a bunch of stuff? You're talking about having to do inventory yeah. on all your crap. Did you did you toss a bunch of stuff? I didn't toss. Man, th- I will say this to anybody listening. Rachel introduced me like Craigslist free. People will take it. Oh yeah. Anything you want to get rid of, instead of throwing it in the trash. You put it on Craigslist free, and then you're not even negotiating a price or anything. Mm-hmm. You just say, hey, here's the address. It'll be out in front at this time. Or somebody's like, I want it. Cool. Come by at this time, or they'll tell you. And at least you know it's going somewhere. But, you know, and obviously sometimes, you know, people need a couple bucks. So that's when you do want to be like, hey, I got these extra dishes. Do you want to pay five bucks for them? And stuff. But if you can't, and it's always like this dilemma, and then you know, I don't know if you've been to Goodwill or dropping off stuff at mm-hmm. Goodwill. Yeah. And you could tell people are just dumping off bags and bags of trash mm-hmm. in front of Goodwill. And you're burdening those people. Yeah. Put it on. We basically we just kept putting stuff out in the front of the apartment. We got rid of so much stuff. And not not just crap, but stuff that we're not going to use. We moved in. We had double plates, double silver, silverware, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We're not hemming and hawing for money out of it it's going to somebody's house so if you ever anybody has anything they're trying to get rid of and you know i'm trying to make less trash in the world mm-hmm. even though i think it's all going to hell anyway <laughs> somebody else might need that thing put it out put it out there for free yeah I, st- I did sell a couple things bike stuff and some musical equipment that i knew was worth some stuff i just want i put it out for a good price but um yeah man craigslist free well, that's good to know. Great, great way to move move some stuff. Plus, look at it this way: you're fucking over the man. Somebody needs a chair; they're gonna buy a new chair. That's new crap that goes in the world, and they're gonna pay taxes on it. This you're just moving. It's an economy that the government's not touching. There you go. I like it. Although, then you can get into the fact that you're putting it that the 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 chair makers out of business. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a whole thing. Man, changing subject real quick. I saw something uh, the other night that I've never seen, and maybe you've seen this. Please change the subject. I'm yelling about chair makers going <laughs> it, to business. Uh, it was fascinating, so cool. fascinating podcasting. And I don't know what the uh, proper terminology is, but have you seen these? Uh, I guess <clears throat> motorized skateboards. I don't know if they're oh yeah if they're gas powered or electric powered or whatever. But dude, there's like a gang. <laughs> Of uh, of people here in Long Beach, and I saw them two nights in a row, late at night. Uh, one night it was around midnight. One night it was around one a.m. Uh, walking the dog one last time, and uh, dude, there was literally about ten or twelve of them, just all dressed in black, and they all had on helmets, and just zooming right down the main drag here at like one in the morning, and uh, it was quite impressive. It it. Uh, <laughs> I, I I wanted to join their gang, but uh, like, and not on the sidewalk, but like in the actual road. But like these, like big, thick off-road looking skateboards, 
But uh, I mean, I'm talking like going like 40, 45 miles an hour, just zoom. And uh, oh, really? Yeah, like hauling I seen ass. That. I've seen the. Uh, I've seen the electric ones or like the one wheel things that people yeah. ride around. I listen, I think they're dumb. Uh-huh. But that's I I'm not I don't care. If it if it makes getting from point A to point B easier and you're not in other people's way, like I hated those electric scooters because you left it up to the responsibility of the individual to behave correctly on yeah. them. And nobody did. Mm-hmm. So that's why I hated the scooters, because you gave idiots access to something that they are not qualified to have access mm-hmm. to. That's my opinion on that shit. At least the barrier with the one wheels and electric skateboards is you had to purchase it. Yeah. You had to part with money as opposed to like three bucks for you to leave this thing. Like, oh, I'm on the sidewalk. Get out of the way. No, drop dead. Have you ever used one you of those? You want to ride that? You ride in the street. The electric scooter? Yeah. I have used them. Yeah. I have. And I get, I get the appeal. Mm-hmm. But stay off the sidewalk and park them anywhere that's not in people's way. Yeah. People don't do that. Therefore, I think they suck and they should not be. (laughs) I I think you need to price out the idiots with those. But the electric, like I used to be like, oh, skateboard, that's not what it's like. Man, if it's just, it's a form of transportation. Man, these dudes, they look rad as hell. They look like, I don't know, an anarchist gang or something. But uh, what what do they call them in uh, Fight Club? What uh, Operation uh, was it? Uh, ah, anyway, but they look like uh, and it's a very old. I know what you're tired. I can't remember. Yeah, that. Operation something. Um, and it's a very old man point of view. But they look like they were up to no good. But it was still, I was still <laughs> impressed. I was still impressed. But you're rooting for? Them. Yeah, I was rooting for. Them. I mean, seriously, there's like ten or twelve of them, and just like all like in formation. Just zoom, and I'm, I mean, seriously, like at least 40 miles an hour, maybe more. Um, like when so when you're oh, hauling, like, when you're hauling ass on your uh, on your mountain bike down a hill, what and I, I remember asking this before, I can't remember what the answer was. Well, how fast do you think you're going? Like, if you're hauling ass on a bike, you going 30, 35, 40? Uh, yeah, I'd say you get, I mean, it always feels faster because you're on the bike, mm-hmm. so. I mean, if it's not a trail and you're just on a, on a road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get up to 40 or 50 yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's, that's what just it, a road? Yeah. That's what it felt like these guys were doing. Like, it felt, it, it looked actually a little faster than I've seen people on bikes. And I was just so impressed. And I'd never seen those before. And just the fact that it was so late at night and there was a whole crowd of them and they all dressed alike. And, uh, yeah, dude, I'm going to I'm gonna find out who these people are and I'm going to join their gang. So, We'll see. I want to know what these, because I've seen people on the electric skateboard just kind of putzing around as a form of transportation, but did they make sound? Did it make sound like a gas motor? Yeah, uh, No, it, it more of a, like, um, like just almost like an RC car, like a small little buzz. So, but ele- an electric motor. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely some. Yeah. I don't think it was gas. If I had to guess, I'd say it was electric. Uh, so yeah, not uh, didn't sound like they had like a muffler or any kind of exhaust or anything going on, but there was definitely just like a, a, a nice buzz, just zoom, just boom, boom. Okay, boom, I'm boom. looking at off-road electric skateboards right I now. I mean, they were it was so rad. They're not cheap. How much are they? Off-road electric skateboard on Amazon is uh, eleven hundred bucks. Jesus. Well, but now I see some of these are only like 150 bucks. I don't know who knows. Maybe you got listen. 
You uh, you got to be on patrol out mm-hmm. there. See if you can clock them again. Yeah. No, I need to befriend them, and uh, I need to uh, I need need to form an alliance with the, with this crew because they, they were definitely uh, man. They were they were geared up. They were capable of. They something. were all wearing all black. Like they were their own all. Gang. They were all wearing all black, and they were all wearing black like motorcycle helmets, like with the face shield. Really? Yeah, they looked rad. That's strange. That's mm-hmm. a weird one. I'm looking for a long, electric skate longboard group ride in Long Beach. Boosted board. I'm trying to see if there's any kind of club going on down there. I mean, if they're trying to be incognito, I'm guessing they wouldn't have a uh, a website. Yeah, but yeah, there were no lights whatsoever. Uh, I actually heard them before I saw them. And, uh, yeah, no lights uh, in the middle of the roadway. You know, there's no cars around. But, man, like, it was impressive. It's it's the little things that get me going these days. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you're like the fun old guy. Well, look at that. Isn't that just neat? Now, what do you got that there? Just, uh, what do you that is n- How about it? <laughs> now, what's your name? You're the Huel Hauser. You're the Huel yeah. Hauser of Long Beach. <laughs> wow. Well, now, look at that. <laughs> Today, we're well, going to visit a baked bean factory. Now, that's a, it's a board, but it's like a roller. It's a skateboard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. I miss Huel Hauser. I uh, think everybody needs a little Huel Hauser right now with the state of the world. Everybody could use a little visit to some... Huel Hauser videos. It was the gr- your grandparents' version of Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> oh God! He was so Just <clears throat> so amazed by everything. Now, isn't that neat? Thu- I just the Huel Hauser in heaven. <gasps> now I got now these wings. They're mine. <laughs> well, how about? Even better, Hulehauser goes to hell for some reason. <laughs> you don't realize Hulehauser absolute just murdered people back in the back in the sixties. He was a serial killer. <laughs> no, it's hot. I mean, yeah, okay, it's hot, but wow, I mean, it's that's like a dry heat, so it's not that bad. Glad <laughs> I'm not paying this electric bill. <laughs> Gas bill down here must be insane. Oh, Huel. Oh. Um, do we want to? Do we want to tackle? We have, we do have a subject. Yeah, we could get into it if you want. Which part? Well, the subject was one was the lost episode from about three or four weeks ago, yeah. where we were both so bummed out <laughs> that we recorded a whole hour, and at the end, we're like, "This isn't good at all." <laughs> the lost. I don't know tapes. if the listeners know that. Yeah, I don't know if the listeners realize we recorded a whole episode. And we were both so disgusted with our bad attitudes. Yeah, I think we never saw the light of day. I think we mentioned. It. I think we've got two or three lost episodes now. If you remember um, when we first started, <clears throat> it was like the second or third episode we did, and we didn't even have mics yet. We you just had the recorder on the table. And uh, I think we were talking about like earthquake preparedness or something. And at the end of it, we both looked at each other like, yeah, that kind of sucked. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we don't have to release everything. Uh, so there's at least two or three lost episodes out there. But yeah, we tried to get into this one a few weeks ago. Um, well, and I thought I thought it was worth bringing, bringing back this week and, and trying to well. d- discuss it with a better attitude uh, based on 
the relevancy of what's uh, the the major news story of the last few days, and that's so uh, Captain Fuckface got him a, got him a cold. Oh, oh! Well, why don't you why don't you tell the listeners what we're talking uh, about and how, and then it'll be like how it's weird that from us ditching the episode, yeah, exactly. That now it's relevant. Yeah, now it's relevant. Well, uh, I'm talking about Tecumseh's curse. And uh, Tecumseh, little history lesson, he was a uh, Native American chief uh, back in the early 1800s, and uh, there's this thing called Tecumseh's Curse, where basically, um, well, the backstory is, um, it's Tecumseh's Curse, also called the Curse of Tippecanoe. Uh, It stems from uh, an 1809 dispute between U.S. President William Henry Harrison and Shawnee Indian leader Tecumseh. Uh, now, Harrison wasn't uh, president back then. At the time, I believe he was governor of uh, Indiana. And uh, he uh, basically, some of his uh, policies or whatever, it led to, there, there was basically the precursor to the War of 1812. Um, long story short, Tecumseh dies uh, by the hands of uh, Harrison's troops. And while he's dying, uh, Tecumseh's half-brother, who's uh, an Indian shaman, and I forgot his name, uh, hard to pronounce name, but basically uh, while, while Tecumseh was dying, his half-brother, who was a, a shaman, uh, allegedly uh, cursed Harrison and cursed every president, uh, every American president uh, thereafter who was elected on a year ending in zero. So basically, in intervals of 20, um, he put a curse on any president elected uh, in years ending in zero, starting in, uh, let's see here, what was the first one? Uh, I guess starting starting with Harrison, even though the curse happened years earlier, uh, in 18, mm-hmm. 1840... <laughs> Uh, Harrison was elected president, and uh, a year later, he died of typhoid. And then there's a pattern of, I believe, seven in a row that were basically in intervals of 20. 1860, Abraham Lincoln, as we know, assassinated in office. Oh, and by the way, I don't know. What? If, yeah. I don't know if I made that point. Uh, the curse is that every president uh, elected in a year ending in zero from that point moving forward would die in office. So starting in 1840. Wait, ele- Elected in a year ending yes. in zero. Yeah, it doesn't mean they have to die in that year, but every president who was elected, for example, 1840, William Henry Harrison elected, a year later died of typhoid. Uh, 1860, Abraham Lincoln, uh, what was that, five years later, assassinated. 1880, James Garfield, uh, a year later, he was assassinated. 1900, William McKinley, uh, about a year later, he was assassinated. 1920, Warren G. Harding uh, had a heart attack while in office. 1940, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he died of uh, cerebral hemorrhage in 1945. Uh, 1960, JFK is elected. We all know what happened there a couple years later. Um, And then it ended there. So that's seven in a row based on that pattern. But in 1980, the next one after Kennedy uh, in intervals of 20, Ronald Reagan, obviously Mm -hmm. elected, assassination attempt. Very easily could have died with that uh, assassination attempt by, was it, uh, Hinckley? Yeah. And then uh, a lot of people don't realize this, and this was even news to me, but uh, or I think I remember when it happened, but in year 2000, George W. Bush, he actually, uh, there was a, a attempt on his life. Um, I don't the guy have, threw a shoe at him. Yeah, the guy threw a shoe at him, but uh, where he was somewhere giving a speech overseas, and a dude threw a live grenade that landed 60 feet from him. The pin was pulled. It was a live, functioning grenade. It landed 60 feet 
feet from George W. Bush, uh, but for some reason didn't go off because I think the uh, the grenade was wrapped in like a towel or a handkerchief or something. Um, I don't know why, but they say that is what prevented it from actually exploding. So seven in a row actually died mm-hmm. in office, and then the eighth, Reagan, was uh, attempted assassination, and then the ninth, George W. Bush assassination attempt as well. So it could be a coincidence, uh, but, you know, curses – uh, you know, whether or not you believe in curses, but uh, allegedly Tecumseh's uh, half-brother put a curse on all the presidents elected uh, in years ending in zero, and seven in a row that fit that uh, criteria did die in office, and two uh, the next two almost died in office. So... That's but pr- that means either either Trump gets that means Trump gets elected this year and dies, and then we got dildo number two in for the next four years. Yeah, <clears throat> or we got the other uh, uh, geriatric creep getting in, <laughs> and he dies. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and I'm I'll hold my tongue on that, not to just be uh, completely <laughs> obvious, but uh, but yeah. So oh uh, oh, President. Uh, President uh, Orange Turd there. Um, I, I don't know. And that's that's also what everybody's talking about on Twitter and stuff. Like, oh, you shouldn't be wishing death on anybody. This is the cru- yeah, the cruelest motherfucker in, in modern American history. Um, am I sitting around hoping that he dies? I mean, I don't want to say that, but, I mean, Jesus, if, if karma exists, this dude's got something coming towards him. Well, yeah, they don't want you to wish him dead because they're the same dipshits that think thoughts and prayers work and are a great substitute from actual support. So, yeah, <clears throat> you know, what are you worried about? And did you hear? Did you hear about what happened yesterday with this little little car ride? Oh yeah. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, what the fuck? He <laughs> he makes them. He loads up the suburban and wants to drive around the block so he could wave at his supporters. And meanwhile. Whoever Secret Service or whoever's in that suburban with him, they're just having to drive around with a dude who has just been confirmed positive with COVID. Like, yeah, it's ego, man. How about a little fucking tact, a little common courtesy? No, you know, they're not going to get that. I mean, that's insane. Like, and I don't. Why, why are we expecting this guy to learn a lesson in the ninth inning? Yeah. But I don't. It's I don't know. Down. I don't that's know a, enough about double down. what's happened with the laws. But like, because COVID's so new. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think it's it's against the law if you know you have AIDS and you're going out here having willingly having unprotected sex, knowing that you're going to infect people. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's that's against the law. You can go to jail for that. Well, how, well, is, again, how, how is not, COVID any different? Let's not go over what the laws are. Being. Yeah. Being <laughs> Not that he gives a shit about laws. I mean, my thing. I, I wonder what's the secret. What's the oath of a secret service person? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, it's like you got to take a bullet. But what about? Is it the same thing when the president is like, "Hey, I want this guy to shoot at me because I want to see you take a bullet for me"? Because <laughs> that's essentially what he did. Mm. Like willingly putting. Uh, Someone in danger versus like I'm the president. It's a dangerous job. I need this type of security versus basically like like I said, saying like, hey, uh, 
I'm going to hire somebody to shoot at me to see how good these Secret Service guys are. Because that's it. Like, oh, I have uh, this disease that might kill people. Anyway, get in the car with me. Well, and also, like, I would even maybe understand if, you know, he's in the hospital with COVID, then something, you know, a 9-11 happens. And I'm sorry, but I got to check myself out and I got to get to the White House or I got to do this. I got to do that. No, no, no. I just want to I want you to drive me around the block so I can wave at my fans. I mean, Jesus Christ. How reckless and irresponsible is that? No, he's going to get a fucking piece of shit. He's going to get a, people are going to vote for him. We got to see what's going down in uh we got to see what's going down in uh, in November, baby. Well, and what's crazy, and I was talking to Katie about this, and I think I mentioned this to you as well. Like, I understand that we can't just spend a whole hour ranting about Trump every time he does something insane. That being no, I said, I don't want to. it doesn't make it okay. If, like, it doesn't make it okay that that shit is still going on. This is, this is, it, so much shit happens. At such a frequent pace. This is the same week, believe it or not, this is still the same week when this broke that uh, the tax story broke. That he paid $750 in federal income tax. Like, like every few days, it's a new incredible story. And then we forget about the previous one because now we're on to the next one. I mean, it's just insane in the frequency in which his idiotic behavior is is making the headlines. We got we got a month left to see what happens, man. Oh. I mean, what's the vibe around Long Beach? See a lot of yard signs or anything? Uh, yeah, Long Beach is uh, is is pretty left leaning. Uh, what's crazy is you go five miles down the road to Huntington Beach, and that's just Republican Central. All the wealthy oh, yeah. SoCal the orange, Republicans, the Orange Curtain, yeah, man. Orange County, right across the line, the county line there. Uh, but yeah, Long Beach, uh, I- at least in my neighborhood, uh, well, I live in a, a, a gay neighborhood. So like this whole neighborhood is, uh, as you can imagine, fairly progressive, a lot of outward support for uh, progressive uh, beliefs. But uh, yeah, there's still not as many masks as I would like. I, uh, I went on a long walk yesterday and, and walked on the beach and uh, it just looked like, hey, 4th of July weekend, let's go to the beach. Like it was just... Just hundreds of people just hanging out. Very few masks. Well, I forgot here. Like here, people were like, "If you're outside, it's okay. No mask." And like in stores and stuff, okay. But then going back to LA, people were much more, uh, you know, obviously a more condensed area. Well, and, and that's more condensed population. So that's something Katie and I were talking about just amongst ourselves the other day. Is condensed, in, concentrated, in, not condensed. Everybody could probably got uh, five people. We turned them into one person. <laughs> Everybody could probably, uh, you know, adhere to this. But like, okay, we're we're on seven months now. Okay, of doing this, just because we're kind of getting used to it doesn't mean that the that the virus is slowing down necessarily. I I, I don't know what the up to date numbers are, but my point is, just because it's kind of become routine, we can't let our guard down yet. You know, I, Katie and I both have to remind each other, you know, hey, did you wash your hands? Make sure you take your mask. 
you know, be careful. You go into the store, try, you know, but like, it's easy at this point to be like, oh, you know, I haven't got sick yet. And we're seven months in. It would be easy to let your guard down, but people are still dying. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, it just, it, it blows my mind. And, and, you know, this, again, don't want to spend too much time talking about this fucking idiot, but uh, just the fact that his supporters are still like best president we've ever had. Are you reading the fucking news? And I, yes, there's the argument to be made fake news where you getting your sources, but just. Every fucking day, it's something new with this idiot, and people are like, "Yeah, four more years, yeah," because things are awesome right now. But you, but you being you being this mad about it and spending your energy on it is what those people feel is a success for their side. Really, we're owning the libs. That's that's why they think he's the best because it got the other side riled up. Oh man, <clears throat> mm. you know. It's like playing in. It's playing into it. Like the outrage is playing. <clears throat> that was something I read where, or it might have been that social Emerson. Just getting getting someone worked up. This I. You know what I, I? I'm sure there's plenty of counterpoints that people could check me on. But I always thought, what if as an experiment, <clears throat> say you got the KKKs coming up. <clears throat> All right, we're holding a, a rally in this park. Now, of course, that's horrible and abhorrent, and you know, so people do a counter demonstration mm-hmm. for the Klan. What if nobody went there? What if the media didn't go counter, and it was just Klan members in a park, not even knowing why they're using a megaphone because mm-hmm. they're just yelling at each other shit they already believe in? Yeah. What if you just didn't give them? Any of the reaction they want that's the very reaction they want mm-hmm. is the is to get you mad is to see you riled up. They fucking love that shit because an angry person isn't necessarily thinking rationally mm-hmm. and then they're gonna do something stupid like oh Sewell, there's a tolerant left throwing stuff at cop cars and everything mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I do, um, as much as these protests do give, like, oh, shit, the KKK is in our community. I'm just using that as an example. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that these protests are bringing awareness to it. I'm wondering, like, what's the, what is the, what is the alternative way to do this where it's not just, see, like, like they're th- the, the, something that is useful for that side is to, Okay, good. Okay, we got all these protests, and now there's unrest. Well, guess what? Point to that unrest. Keep pointing that, like, well, see, look at all these protests that are upsetting the community. We need law and order. And then you're just going to drive undecided people to the right Mm -hmm. by people getting upset and starting all this shit and starting all these protests. Do you think anybody's undecided? Not the protests, but the bad seeds seeds that are in the protests and the Mm -hmm. people that, you know, that are looting and destroying things. Mm -hmm. Is paint, uh, people are using that to paint the whole protest as just a just destructive uh, movement, mm-hmm. which isn't the truth. But there's no there's no truth anymore. Yeah, truth doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Even when you're there and you see something, truth doesn't exist. Yeah. Do you so think, everything is how can it be manipulated? Do you think anybody is legitimately undecided at this point? Absolutely. Really. The most, yeah, I'm sure that, polarizing yeah, people that are con- we've ever had. 
it's not just about the president. It's about everything that gets done under a Republican president, mm-hmm. regardless of who that Republican is. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's single issue people that are just like they feel that abortion is murder, and anybody who is feels the same way, that's who they're going to vote for, mm-hmm. regardless of all the other issues they have. Mm-hmm. We are stopping the murder of babies, and that is the most important thing to do. Mm-hmm. Think about think about if we had some uh, <clears throat> maniacal asshole, but they're still liberal. They're still going to preserve women's rights to their own bodies, mm-hmm. or pick any issue that you would that are major issues for being liberal or a Democrat. But the person's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton getting blowjobs in the fucking White House, mm-hmm. you know. Yet people are going to vote for him because he is going. He's going to put in the Supreme Court judges that will determine laws until their death. Or until they decide to leave the office. Well, and I guess or, oh, the office, the, the whatever the the chambers. I don't know. You know, I guess the my, role of Supreme Court justice. I guess that's why I'm confused because I don't, and I, I'm, I'm sheer statistics and probability tell you that they're out there, but I have not seen any Trump supporters that are like that, like what you're talking about. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, he's a fucking joke and he's, uh, he's, he's in kind of an embarrassment, but you know, this one particular issue or these, this small handful of issues, I, you know, I just, I've always felt this way. Like I'm confused that every Trump supporter I ever hear from or see or whatever, it's just this rah, 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 blind loyalty. This guy's the fucking best. I would even respect somebody if they're like, yeah, you know, I know he's a fucking clown and a joke, but I'm sorry, abortion or whatever. Pick your pick your issue is very important to me. And and his opponent feels the other way. So even though he's a a nut job, I'm going to vote for him. I I don't see that person. It's just this blind loyalty. He's the best. Because you're only listening to the loudest voices. Mm, yeah. I'll go and, uh, you know, and again, hey, another shout out to the Buggy Monster subreddit. Very positive place. And I'm appreciative of that. Right I do on. visit it. I don't comment a lot, but I like what you're putting on there, everybody. But I will go to uh, conservative subreddits or ask a, ask a conservative as a subreddit where people can be like, all right, this is we're not trying to argue here, but I don't the, the very thing you're saying. I don't understand how you could feel this way mm-hmm. about this guy. And I'm asking th- sincerely to get an answer from somebody who does maybe not support him, but supports Republican policies for an answer. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a nice place to start if you're looking to understand more mm-hmm. about it. Because we're only going to hear the, the it's a squeaky wheel. People are only seeing the, you know, Septum pierced, gender neutral Antifa protester throwing a Molotov cocktail mm-hmm. at the cops. They're not seeing the people that like no I f- that are going to speak calmly and logically about that side of things. And <clears throat> we're only seeing the you know coal rolling you know dipshits with the you know twelve by eight Trump flag hanging off the back of their dually three fifty. Mm-hmm. So. That's who gets, that's the picture you see as a representative that then psychologically like, well, that's that whole side. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Again, nuance is totally lost. Yeah. And again, I don't know if you watched Social Dilemma yet. No, not yet. I'm going to. Dog, dog, 
I need you to see this movie. Yeah. It's, you are, like, the reason, not the only reason, but for getting upset like this, it's manufactured so you will be upset. Yeah. Social media is manufactured so you only see those rah-rah Trump idiots. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you're going to get mad and you're going to click on the next thing. And that's all they want you to do is click and f- click on suggested videos. They don't care what emotion. They don't care. They, they don't want you to try and educate yourself so you don't believe their bullshit anymore. They want to get you more and more amped up. They don't have a side. Their clicks is their side. Yeah. Get people to consume this and then you can sway them. Like I said, when somebody's angry, they're easily manipulated. Or they're more easily manipulated than usual because they're operating on emotions and not logic. Yeah, that makes sense. So when all you're doing is looking at your computer, seeing like, fucking Trump's the best president, rolling coal, hell yeah, own the libs. And then somebody's like, man, they're coming through. Somebody's got a Trump sign in their yard across the street. Let's go fuck them up. Like you're already amped up to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh man, and that's not how the world the world needs to be run with cooler heads. Mm-hmm. But so again, social dilemma. They don't want cooler heads. They are just stoking flames on each side. Well, going back to our the Tecumseh's curse here. Regardless of who wins in November, um, <laughs> I think this is a fact. I think they're going to die. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no matter who wins, I think they are going to be the oldest president ever elected. Uh, Biden's 77 or 78. Trump's what? 74. Um, so yeah, why, there's got, why is there not an age limit on how old these motherfuckers can be? That's a great <laughs> point. There's, there's a minimum age. Why not a maximum age? Or is that, that would be ageist. Well, how's minimum age? Not no, it ageist, wouldn't. But, uh, no, it wouldn't. No. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> if there's a minimum age, that's not ageist. How old was Reagan? Reagan was 72, maybe. When he got elected. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure whoever wins is going to be the oldest uh, elected president. So going back to this curse, <laughs> is it a curse or is it just, is it nature and biology that uh, <laughs> some of these old farts are, were going to die whether they were president or not mm-hmm. at that advanced age? The median age of the total population in America is 38 years old. Hmm. And you're going to elect somebody... That is twice that almost age. twice as old as that to rule over a population. Yeah, that seems a bit bizarre. A bit, but it seems fucked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I know people reference that every now and then, but yeah, it's surprising that that's not a bigger issue. That, I mean, Biden is seventy-eight. If let's say Biden wins. And then he, he gets a second term. By the end of his second term, you've got a guy who's 85, 86 years old. Like, that's, and I'm not trying to be ageist, but let's just be honest. Like, 85-year-olds I will, man. That sh- motherfucker's fruit is soft. I mean, should an 85-year-old be hold the highest office in the world or one of them? Yeah, that dude's, le- that dude's lettuce is brown right now. That's crazy. And and I think that's part of my frustration with this whole thing, too. And I've said this before, as much as I fucking hate Trump, 
I don't have a I don't have much of a leg to stand on when it comes to Biden. I'm not a fan of him either. You know, I think that's what's frustrating. It's like, you know, you want to be able to to lift up your guy, you know, or your your choice. And then, you know, I mean, I'm going to vote for him. But I mean, literally the definition of lesser of two evils. Well, no, I was like, when Paul Danke made uh, made some graphic that he had on Instagram, and it just said, it had the Biden-Harris logo, and underneath it just said, Pepsi is fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the disappointment, like, oh, I'm yeah. a Coke. Uh, is Pepsi? Uh, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I ordered Bernie, and I thought, all they had I thought was that Biden. was perfect. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, all these, all these... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these butterscotch perverts. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god. Oh, uh, it's funny. I was talking to my buddy. My buddy who's a from when I, when I grew up, who's like super conservative right wing dude, but he's a major gun guy. So I was asking him questions, and I just didn't have like. I'm like, I didn't have the heart to tell. Like, we're going to be on opposite sides of the Civil War when it goes down, man. So don't, let's not get into politics. I just want yeah. to need to know what kind of bullets I should get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're in Portland. Oh, yeah, the thousand nights, a hundred nights of Antifa. I'm like, yeah, we were in the war zone to get sandwiches. It was terrible. I forgot our potato salad in the war zone. <laughs> Motherfucker, your side has Nazis. That's why I'm armed now. Yeah. Nazis are real again. Yeah, I, I'm still bewildered That's by why. why anybody, why you're avo- uh, adverse to the concept of Antifa. Yeah, I know some of them are knuckleheads and well, anti-fascist. Literally, you got a problem with that. Same thing with Black Lives Matter. You, well, the organ, the organization aside, I, I don't know all the details of what the organization as a concept. Really, you have a problem with Black Lives Matter as a yeah. as a concept, am, as a reminder. I'm sporting the concept. Yeah, not, not the organization. But just, I, that was a joke I was trying to make. I'm like, you'd think it'd be easy to choose because. Well, like that's like trying to look at the positives. Like, oh, the choice is easy. One side has Nazis. Yeah. So they could have anything else, but they have not. You could be like, oh shit! Just as a as a countrywide agreement, free ice cream every third Tuesday. That's good. Wait a minute. Are you the guys that have Nazis? All right, never mind. They have Nazis on their side. Well, and what does that, that should say? make the vote clear, and it doesn't for some people. What does that say about your side when Nazis and the KKK <clears throat> are supporting the same guy are you're endorsing supporting? Endorsing your candidate? Yeah, I mean, actually, well, actually, David Duke came out and endor- endorsed endorsed Biden. I think it's the same thing with a stupid fucking Confederate flag. Like, okay, you can spin it however you oh, want to no, spin yeah. it, but it's been co-opted by, like, open and proud racists. Maybe it's time to find a new symbol for your heritage, you fucking idiots. Like, I just, yeah, that concept alone, the fact that Nazis and KKK endorse Trump, Nazis and KKK have co-opted the Confederate flag, that's not enough to make you question your side, your allegiance? David Duke endorsed uh, endorsed Trump, but some other dude. There's some other guy that was like endorsing Biden. They were like, "Get the fuck out of here!" 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. If, 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 if one side has Nazis, you vote for the opposing party. Yeah. That's it. That's it's that simple. Well, and somebody you might not like everything about the other side, but they don't have Nazis. Similar concept with this whole uh, mail-in voting and all that. So I forgot who it was. I, I read a great tweet. If one party is trying to keep you from voting, you shouldn't yeah. vote for that side. <laughs> like, yeah. Why don't you want us to vote? Oh, okay, got it. Like that's insane to me. Ugh. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's got exhausting. A, and, we got a month. And I understand that my problem is that I'm assuming that everybody else th- uses the same amount of logic that I try to use in a day-to-day situation. But, like, it's just insane. I don't know. It's just fucking cartoonish. It's... N- <laughs> And I know that, yeah, that's why you don't talk politics, you don't talk religion. But this isn't arguing over how our tax dollars should be spent and arguing over, like, really specific policy decisions. One side is beloved by the Nazis. I'm going well, to go the other but, way. But what's interesting is now, okay, since, you know, buying a firearm... And reading about that online, now you have like, okay, so I'll follow, somebody had suggested liberal gun owners on Reddit, I'd already been reading that one, and the SRA, Socialist Rifle Association, now you have, now this is where you can see how votes get swayed. You have somebody who's all about the right to bear arms, they believe that, they might be liberal on these other things, but this is their main goal. Now that's where you have an undecided voter. Wow. People are really trying to stop me from getting these guns, which I know I can own safely Mm -hmm. and I'll be responsible with all the other things I agree with that they're, you know, this side. But my main issue and my hobby and they're going to affect that. That's how you have undecided voters. Mm -hmm. It's not just cut and dry. Boy, isn't this guy an asshole? You got to think about the issues that really affect an individual. Yeah. And that's why they say the local local elections are important. I mean, I don't know shit about local elections. I'm not a homeowner. You know, I don't know about what happens. Oh, taxes, oh, this and that. Mm-hmm. But you look at those like local, like people get to speak their mind to their local government officials. And you got one guy who's angry because his mailbox is too far away from his driveway or some shit. Like that's that's the one issue that drives that guy nuts enough to go down to the town hall meeting and speak his mind about it. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. It's fucking exhausting. Yeah, buddy. You eat anything good? Oh, yeah, dude. Cooked a bunch of good stuff this week. <laughs> What'd you do? Come on, good news, Dave. Give me some good news. Uh, let's see. Uh, I did some, uh, oh, I smoked a big old rack of spare ribs this week. And uh, like I've said before, I'm getting away, just experimenting a little bit with uh, getting away from traditional barbecue uh, rubs and flavors. And I just went straight Mm -hmm. salt, pepper, and oregano, man. Salt, pepper, and oregano on some ribs smoked with some hickory wood or some apple wood. Oh, boy. Had a good time with that. Uh, I made some braised beef short ribs. Uh, On the the Dave's Kitchen Q&A, Patreon bonus episode, by the way, patreon.com slash boogiemonster. $4 a month, but uh, we had a big discussion about pot roast 
people talking about the what kind of cuts you get for pot roast. And uh, I'll repeat what I said on that episode. Uh, take all your pot roast and throw it in the trash. And if you want a better version, <laughs> you want a better version of traditional pot roast, just get you some beef short ribs. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a similar flavor, but a whole lot tastier. Mm-hmm. It's a better cut of meat. There's more flavor, more fat. But, uh, yeah, I did some uh, uh, braised beef short ribs uh, with some onions and mushrooms and red wine, braised them in red wine. And then uh, the next morning, I uh, did a little uh, uh, short rib and eggs, a little fried egg on top of a beef short rib on a piece of sourdough Ooh, okay. bread. Get out of okay. town. Yeah, had a good time with that. And uh, I, I, what's crazy is I feel like uh, I'm kind of a, a hamster in a wheel here. Is, uh, by the way, I didn't mention that my, uh, the treadmill finally came in. Uh, came in. Uh, oh yeah, came in last week. Uh, every day, every day, I've been crushing it. But it, now that I'm actually moving you, my body around, I'm uh, I'm working up more of an appetite. So I'm I'm exercising more. But now I have a, a more of an appetite. So it's just a it's a real catch twenty two over here, man. So I, I'm gonna have to come. But yeah, but, but you're burning it off, man. You're training your body. Like yeah. oh, we're using this energy. It's, I think you're doing good, man. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I just, I got to burn off and not put in as much, but, uh, but yeah, literally no days off, man. I, uh, been doing it every day. I've been doing an hour every day. Sometimes I'll do the whole hour in one shot. Uh, most days I, I, I chop it up and do a 30, 30 or a 40, 20 or something like that. But, uh, yeah, trying to do an hour every day, uh, real brisk pace, uh, steep incline burning those calories, man. But yeah, it's, uh. It's been good, but yeah, it's been making me more hungry. So I got I got to get that uh, under control. But uh, yeah, man, just a oh, good, good week over here. Just baseball playoffs are in full swing. Uh, got the treadmill, cooking some shit. Thing, things are good. Let's think it, about those good those good positive vibes, man. We don't know what's happening in a month. It's weird. Um, uh, Katie and I were talking. Like uh, I feel guilty in that. The the whole world is crumbling all around us, but yet I've I've I personally on a personal level I've never been better. Things are good over here. So that's a then 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 you know what? Being aware of it, that's mm-hmm. the first step. Yeah. Making sure you appreciate it, mm-hmm. that's the next step. Yeah. Perspective, man. It's good to have perspective. It's mm-hmm. good to be you're you're you know, you're 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 grateful, you got gratitude for these things. That's important. Absolutely. So man. Not, some things you just can't change right now. No. So you're going to sit there and spend your time worrying about worrying about it or like, okay, my little area, my little corner, I'm going to try and make good vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to, man. Trying to. Hell yeah, buddy. Things are good, buddy. I can't complain. I mean, I know that's all well, I've done today, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, <laughs> give a real quick birthday shout out. It's a, like an old Dom Irera bit. <laughs> I can't complain. No, I can't complain. My nostrils are getting too big, but I can't complain. Uh, happy belated birthday to Caleb Davis. Uh, he had a birthday last week on the 28th. His buddy. Technically you could say happily belated birthday to anybody whose birthday isn't today. That's true. That's true. But yeah, Caleb Davis, uh, <laughs> Avid listener of the Boogie Monster, his buddy uh, tweeted at me and said, hey, can you shout out to Caleb? Uh, so happy belated to Caleb Davis, uh, Boogie Monster listener. So, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I'm going to get on that Reddit, say hello, snoop around, see what's going on. I uh, it's, a ni- it's a nice corner. When you're there, look up, look at Ask a Conservative. Okay. Okay. Because it's a pretty, for, for being an internet forum, it's pretty civil. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gets to the point of like, can you explain to me 
because I'm only I'm blinded by my side and my hatred mm-hmm. for this for Trump. Yeah. Can you explain to me why? And it's from what I've read. I'm not on it all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, let, if anything, you can understand. Like that's the thing. You got to research what you dislike. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm not. I'm no uh, Sun Tzu or anything. But you know, you got to know your enemy. Either it will strengthen your resolve for your own issue, or it'll create more understanding of the world instead of it being just this one-dimensional. This guy sucks, and I'm right. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, this is why some people believe in this, and maybe I should be. A little more hesitant. I, and I say that to myself as well, because I'm the one over here calling for the heads of uh, several people yeah. uh, all the time. So No, and that, that's a good point. And I've, I've tried to adhere to that. Like, uh, I mean, I, I tell you this, I, I used to be a conservative Republican. I mean, I was in my 20s and I didn't know any better. But, you know, I grew up in that environment. I grew up in that mindset. And there's, I still cherry, yeah. I cherry pick a few things here and there that I still... Uh, you know, probably lean a little bit conservative, uh, gun gun rights, things of that nature. Um, you know, less government, smaller government, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I I, I don't want it to be uh, misconstrued. I, I don't have a uh, deep hatred for all things Republican, all things conservative. I'm just absolutely fucking bewildered how a lot of people on that side are still so pro-Trump because he's the biggest fucking cartoon joke I think in the history of America. Yeah. But, uh, You're seeing the loud ones. Yeah. You're seeing the squeaky wheels. Right yeah. That's all. So, yeah, I get it. Oh, well. All right, man. Well, I'm looking for, I want to offer some, I want to get into some recipes, man. I'm in, I'm in the Pacific Northwest. I'm going to start wearing vests. Yeah. I'm going to make, I'm going to make stuff in the Instant Pot. Make some chilies. Oh. I want to get into it, man. I'm up here. It's getting cold. It's cold up here already. I'll send you Chili some recipes. More. I love fall, man. I love, I, it's my favorite culinary season. I love soups and stews, man. Chilies, gumbos, soups, stews. Oh, I mean, once we get everything put away and we get the kitchen opened up, man, this is, you know, this this naked ray gun, peg boy listening weather for mm -hmm. music. It's jackets. It really looks good in a jacket. (laughs) Nobody's fat in a jacket, Dave. I'll uh, I'll send Nobody's... you my uh, my carrot ginger Seven uh, Up soup recipe. It's totally uh, ooh. It's totally uh, vegetarian. Seven Up, little ginger, little carrots, little Seven Up puree. That shit. Uh, well, I do put a little cream in there. You're not a. Vegan. I'm not vegan. You're not vegan. So yeah, care. yeah. I ate fucking chicken four days ago, man. Yeah. I'm proud of you, buddy. I don't. Yeah, I always. Whenever I'm at a Mexican restaurant, I get refried beans. I'm like, just pretend it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Same way. I still eat eggs. I got no problem with eggs. When I was a vegetarian, cheese. When I was vegetarian, I'd go to Cracker Barrel and get the veggie plate, and I would just pretend not to see all the bacon and ham and pork that was in the uh, the the turnip greens. Get those turnip greens. Oh, (laughs) they just do not care at all. I'd be like, ah, you know, don't worry about that. I'm trying. Uh, All right, buddy. Anything to plug, buddy? How's the album doing? You you moving units over there? Where'd you go? There he is. There, okay. There you go. Oh, I thought I lost. That's all right. We're still here. Well, all right, man. Well, let's let's land it. Uh huh. Big old juicy episode. Trying to make up for lost <laughs> for lost time. All right. Good catching up, buddy. I'm glad you made it back uh, up to Oregon in one piece, and I'm glad you got a uh, oh, yeah, a home base for a while. Uh, broadcasting, yeah, broadcasting from the Learning Annex Northwest. There you go. <laughs> all right, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. 
the Boogie Monster. Network.